Welcome to the tavern, friend. It's funny. I've got quite the tale to tell, and here you sit. Yes, quite the tale indeed. I've got a tale of wild magic and good friends in distant lands. I've got a tale of dicey encounters. This is our fourth episode. Who would like to give us a recap? Deafening silence? All right. I can do it. Last time on the Dicey Encounters podcast, our heroes, Kalta, Rook, and Jim, were trapped in the bowels of the Colosseum underneath the castle. They encountered a prison hobo who they declined to help. They picked up a rather meek man named Tim who's been following them around. They navigated through this dungeon and encountered some sort of magical door that forced them to relive trauma and made Shannon cry. Uh, (laughs) And finally, they entered a chamber full of glowing crystals that looks like some sort of cave. In the center of it all was a ragged-looking man with long, stringy, torn-up hair who has been chained into the floor but you notice there is a hole in the ceiling presumably from the coliseum blast and one of his chains is broken uh you are in the entryway of this chamber looking upon this ragged man you notice he's got uh tattoos all up his arms uh like from his wrists uh to his shoulders uh he's not really wearing a shirt he's just wearing this like one big torn piece of cloth for for those listening through an audio medium chase is giving the damn that actually sounds kind of hot look (laughs) i mean i was thinking like is joaquin gonna describe if this man is ripped or not yes um he's he's like he's like mage ripped where he's still like really skinny Mm -hmm. but yeah I never thought yeah, that yeah, I, was, we didn't hear it. Shannon, would ever play a character who would fight over a man. <laughs> Baseball player? Maybe? Well, You're like a fight child. Over, you fight can't date this grown, him. possibly evil man. <laughs> possibly evil. Dibs. Possibly. Wait, who saw him um, first? I will fight you. <laughs> I was about to say, are all of us going to fight over <laughs> one guy? Uh, so this guy's got tattoos all uh, from his wrists, like, around his his body, uh, and they seem to be some sort of unintelligible runes that you haven't really seen before. And 
he just kind of looks up at all of you and you see this this sort of malicious glint in his eye and then he extends his one unchained hand and the tattoos light up i will give you guys an opportunity to do something if you like yes i would like to put an arrow I'm just gonna, in like, pull his my shoulder joint to stop him using step the arm in front of Kalta. Sure. So yeah, I'm gonna say roll me initiative. Uh, Rook, what did you get? Uh, I rolled a 19 for my initiative. Oh. So he goes first. I got a, I got an 18 on the dice. Um, so you see these runes on his hand light up, and a bolt of fire uh, shoots and breaks the other chain. He's not so much aiming it as you, and he he looks sort of like, like there's this malicious glint in his eyes. But it just, it looks like kind of blank or something. Like, he looks like he's been drugged. Kind of in, in the way where he just looks a little, like, blank and unstable. And he says, um, there doesn't need to be any aggression between us. Well, that was his action, so I will pass the turn to Rook. So he didn't fire directly at us, but he looks... He broke the chain. He's now he's more free. ready to hurt us. <laughs> If he's going to. He's free. He did just say the words, there doesn't need to be any aggression between us. I want to vibe check this fool. <laughs> Are we calling inside checks vibe checks? Yes. Vibe check him. That's a 16. 16. Uh, you no, don't pick up everything, but you don't... Uh, you don't pick up immediate, like, you don't pick up really any malicious intent towards you. Oh, great. So it's not specific malicious intent. It's just, you know, general malicious intent. No, no. General I meant, malice. like, you didn't, uh, you don't, you, you don't, like, pick up any necessarily, yeah, like, malice towards you, per se. Or not, not you, like, you as a party. Okay. You, unprovoked, this person, you would assume, would not try to hurt you. However, uh, you can tell that, obviously, like I said, they look kind of, like, drugged or something. Like, kind of delirious, almost. And th they don't have any immediate malice towards you, but if you were to, say, hurt them, they would retaliate. Cool. So, are they chained to the floor by their legs as well? No. No. Picture Silas. Ah, right. Now I'm with you. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that 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 is an image. I'm not gonna like draw on fire, but I'm just going to keep. Ooh, ammo or spell. So it's like they're just gonna be like little flicks of flame coming off the recurve of the bow. So I'm just gonna hold firebolt just in case. Okay. Okay, I got. Two questions. Ask away. First, who are you? Hmm. I don't have a name anymore. Right, well, that's ominous. Um, and second, why are you chained up in what appears to be some sort of ancient prison underneath a arena? Because my ideals don't conform with those of the king. There's like a crystal in the room, right? Like that the was room the is all crystals. 
<laughs> it's like it's like a cavern full of like various uh like these glowing yellow crystals. Okay. So uh, do you know what these here crystals are about? They're sap in my power. I'm gonna cast detect magic. Him, you the crystals, is it like the whole of magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cast uh are you casting it as a spell or are you using your arcane sense? Arcane sense. Um, okay. So you the way I like to rule uh detect magic is you just kinda like see all this color and, and the whole room is like this bright yellow of just sort of this like draining sort of garish yellow. Uh, and then he is sort of like this this deeper, like, dull red sort of color. Okay. And technically I do need to tell you the names of things. The crystals are, are naturally occurring, so I don't know what school of magic that would be. Like, they haven't been enchanted. They're innate. I almost would... Because it's would draining things. I wouldn't say abjuration. Abjuration is about protection. I would Fair. almost say necromancy. Hmm. It's all about draining from someone. It's all about taking something. You do got you guys notice it is not draining any of you. You don't feel any anything at all from these crystals. It's seems to interact directly with the runes on his body. So, so it's more like they're attuned to him. I did not think about it like that, but potentially. Transmutation? Yeah, I'm gonna say transmutation. You learn the school of magic, which means if it was a previously unknown school of magic, you would still learn it. So this is a mana forging. Or the or his, the, the tattoos on his body are mana forging. Okay. And that's the would Kalta would be we call is Kalta telling us this? I would, Info? yeah. Okay. So that's the same thing as the door and other things. Same as the door and the sword, yeah. The man's going to sort of hold up his hand and stagger back a bit. With the detect magic, you kind of get this, like, very, very strong power just kind of, like, pouring off of him, but the crystals are absorbing it. Okay. I will whisper that to Jim, that this guy's really strong, but the, the crystals are doing what he said they would do. They're sapping his power. Because I feel like Jim would know more about what to do with that information than I would. I absolutely do not. <laughs> uh, hey, Rook. He's not lying. What did you, you say it was called mana forging? Yeah. Yes. Can I ask, what is mana forging? I'm prepared to strike a deal with a lot of you. I'll, I'll answer your questions, but in return... You don't stop my departure. Does that sound fair to you? Well, not being funny. It seems we're trying to go the same way we want to get the fuck out of here, so... I will it's... give you three questions. Mana forging is... a school of magic. Controlled by those in power. It's mana forging is is a type of magic 
akin to wizardry, but those who can do it can make their own spells, and they they can make quite powerful ones with the right runes, of course. Right. So, what was it exactly that led you being incarcerated down here? Those in power didn't quite like mine. They trained me to be a pet dog, and when I didn't obey, they got angry. This is literally Silas. I don't know Silas's lore, but yes. I, I based- I stole his aesthetic from Silas. I will say that. <laughs> the incarcerated mage should believe all mages should really be free to do what they want in Damasia and not be ruled over by the yoke of those who think they know better. Right, so mistreated and then chained up because of disagreements. Mana foraging is about crafting your own spells and very powerful ones at that. So we have one more question? I mean, I think the only question that really matters right now, do you know the way out of here? I can imagine that the elite guard will come looking for me the moment that they realize something's happened to this chamber. I'm sure they'll find you, and I'm sure they'll be kind enough. If you got rope, you can climb through the hole in the ceiling that leads directly into the castle. It's a rock fall down from the hole in the ceiling, like little <laughs> pieces of gravel. So I guess we head out that way? Give it five minutes or so, and I'm sure they'll show up. So are you not coming with us then, or...? They'll be rather unkind to me, should they find I've escaped. So you're voluntarily staying here to be poisoned by whatever these crystals are? No, no, no. And he holds his hands forward, and you see a strip of runes uh, just below his chest light up, and there is sort of this something that looks like a transmutation circle appears for his hands uh, and then spins and kind of morphs into a gate. And he just looks exhausted as all hell. And by gate, I mean, like, portal. And he says, I'll be off now. Uh, and he sort of steps through it, uh, unless you guys want to, like, shoot him before he steps through it or something. But, uh, and it, it'll close behind him. And then, I'm not generally one for shooting a guy while he's... Trying to escape. Yeah. I, I mean, I am, but... <laughs> Because they're usually trying to escape from me. Because it's your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't have a bounty for him. He's free to go. You're the kind to shoot somebody while they're trying to escape for money. For money, yeah. Yeah. There's no money involved. No money, no shooting. Shortly after this man leaves, you start to hear the sort of thrumming of footsteps running towards you from the from the hole in the ceiling. Oh. And then a rope is thrown down through the hole. And four individuals slide through. Especially Jim, probably all of you, would recognize... Well, actually, Jim, you've interacted with one of these people today. You yeah. recognize these as the four elite... Or the Royal Guard members. I'm not going to make you history check their names, because they're as close as you're ever going to get to celebrities in a fantasy world. The first one is Corvus Abree. He is a high elf with long braids of silver hair. They're all wearing the same uniform. 
which is the kind of green, blue, and white of uh, Yerain. That's their, their national colors. And at his hip is one large, uh, long Odachi, and he's wearing sort of like almost samurai armor in the in the colors of the Fierian Royal Guard. Uh, you would know meta-wise from his fighting style, he's some combination of a martial fighter and a warlock. Uh, he does do a fair bit of Eldritch Blasting. Beside him uh, is the most famous of them, and that would be Adrian Harper, who is a bard with dual he is a bard with dual rapiers, uh, and he has a lyre belted around his waist, too, uh, and he's uh, just sort of wearing, like, a beret, uh, like a military beret, uh, and this is the standard uniform of the elite guard. Is the beret standard uniform? Is that just for flair? Everyone except Corvus is wearing it because he's wearing a helmet. <laughs> but Adrian's is, like, tilted at an angle. <laughs> nice. Just, just with the "You're so vain" by Carly Simon playing in the background. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They all, by the way, their armor is damaged and their uniforms are torn. They were a lot closer to the blast than you guys were, so they're not looking too hot right now. Next to uh, Adrian is uh, a Lavra Brie, who is a high elf uh, with like long, mildly wavy brown hair. She's wearing the same uniform as Adrian, and but she's, you know, wearing her beret like a normal person. <laughs> you would know, uh, meta-wise, that she is a rogue. Close enough, she's got plenty of knives and short swords and just, like, various weapons. The implications of each weapon is either concerningly vague or concerningly specific. Um... So she's basically a walking torture rack. Yeah, yeah, she's got the the weaponry of a Rakdos member. Okay, so not Jim, but Shannon, really simping right now. <laughs> walking torture rack. Hello. It's also common knowledge that she's married to Corvus. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Shut down. <laughs> And no. I did have. I'm not shutting you down. I promise. I had that planned before. <laughs> God, cock blocked by the DM. Yeah. Before he even had a chance. I'll find you another interest. I promise. Just don't seduce the royal guard. But that's how you get into the royal guard. You seduce the royal guard and fork your way in that way. <laughs> The title of this episode's gotta be like horny chaos or something. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So suddenly this term sword swallower seems strangely appropriate. <laughs> oh God. You would also know that Alavra uses magic in very, very uh how shall I put this? Like blaster magic. Hot. I'm giving the character description and Shannon's just in the corner like simping intensifies. Like <laughs> <laughs> and then the last member of the elite guard um, is a tall, well, tall for a dwarf, uh, but a, a dwarven, you would assume some sort of paladin, maybe artificer. They're very good with um, building things and making making weapons and armor and contraptions and whatnot. Their name is Orsic, Orsic Gearheart. 
uh, and they are carrying a massive warhammer. In a, in their armor, instead of the standard like uniform that the more squishy members of the elite guard wield, they're wearing a chainmail and a tabard. These four elite guard have all dropped down from the rope, uh, and they just look tired, like beyond wit's end. They clearly took a hit from this blast. It's now well into the night time. You would assume probably 12 or 1 a.m., and they all just kind of look weary, and they give each other a quick glance over as if they're very, very much clearly not expecting you to be here. And Adrian will step forward and say, How long have you seen a man here? Oh, there was supposed to be, you know, a guy chains hair. Uh, you, you know... He kind of looks important, very dangerous. Um, what was he here when you, you know, showed up? I've not seen anyone. <laughs> Roll deception. Not twenty. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. I wasn't nice. gonna. Jim's not gonna say anything because we've established that we've got uh, two people with eight charisma in the party. So <laughs> Jim was shutting his mouth. <laughs> feel very lucky that they're <laughs> they have disadvantage because I rolled an 18 and then a 5 it's close and Adrian's just like shit he must have gotten away alright well I'm going to be frank with you because I'm hi Frank <laughs> I almost did it I almost did it you beat me to it I wanted to so bad <laughs> Wait, is that Jace saying that? Yep. Is that Rook saying that? Because that was not your accent. I, I, I couldn't. Because but... Jim is so proud of that. He's a big dad joke guy. Is Rook saying that? Yeah. Adrian's just going to look you up and down. Uh, and Jim? This like, mild irritation, and he's going to say, Alright, look, I'm going to be straight with you, if that's better. We can't let you go. Not with that brain. <laughs> you tried so hard not to say it, and you couldn't. Oh my god. Chuck the serious right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god. I'll tell you what, this episode's gonna be great for the blooper reels. Yeah. <laughs> that's is... not a blooper reel, that is in the episode. You, yep. you better not cut that. No, that's in the episode, 100%. <laughs> oh. That's dang it. <laughs> the struggle for seriousness. We Can were. Jim, please you said say it. that. Will Jim please actually say that? No, Jim's. No, Jim's not gonna say that. You don't want to. He doesn't want to be rude. Jim is not that sassy. <laughs> He's a dad. Not who's not actually a dad. I'm going to be straight with you. We can't let you go. You. Well. You've clearly been through the castle and have seen some things. You've passed through that door and. You all look like casters. I. You're a battle mage, you're... That's a nice bow. Um, <clears throat> going to assume that you've just heard the word Man of Fortune. At least once. Is that fair? Yeah, what? Yeah, what? 
deception once again. I don't know what can, that is. Can my can my what be like a help action? Yeah. Oh no, that's a bad face. With advantage, I give you the help action. That's eleven. Oh. Three on the dice for Adrian. <gasps> He's going to look you up and down and say, All right, let me phrase it this way. Okay, not being funny. If you keep looking me up and down, you might as well just draw a picture. It'll last longer. Jim, under his breath, goes, Nice one. I, I, <laughs> I snicker behind Jim because I'm still hiding behind him. I haven't popped out <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm still covering Galta. You can tell without an insight check that she's trying very hard not to start laughing at him. <laughs> Like, like, bloody and torn, she's still, like, very clearly holding back and laughing at Adrian. I can't fucking do this right now, Corvus. You're right. You know what? Let me phrase it like this. You all have earned the right to stay in one of the castle's finest rooms. Um, while we assess what to do with you. Why do I feel like that that means a jail cell? No, no. Well, it is if you try to fight us. Well, no, no. <clears throat> we we reserve uh, suites for diplomats. Uh, at the moment, we've got some empty ones. You all will. You all have earned a night's stay in the castle. Oh, so in other words, we've been placed under house arrest. Yes, pretty. Wait, much. it's nicer than my house. I live in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Which you sold. Which I sold, yeah, I don't have a house. Jim's low-key down for this. Room and board, nice. Right? I mean, there's free food as well. I, they, they all look sort of just, like, weary to the point of, like, they can't even take their job seriously at this point. I think we've all had a, a hard day. Um, It'll probably be the best if we don't fight each other. So, yeah, sure. Much agreed. Can I make, like, an insight check or something on these guys to see what the hell is happening? Like, are they, like, like, is this a bad idea? Yeah. I don't know. Give me, give me an insight check. Is this is this is the chaos dice that's been rolling a lot of nat 1s and nat 20s. Let's see how it's going. Oh, I rolled out of the box. Oh, that's a 6? You can't tell. Also, I point out that the one person stood, like, at the front of the party right now is the one with a bow that is on fire. Right, right. I'm kind of like next to you ish. Just I've just got Kalta behind me. I'm behind the barbarian, probably with Tim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, with Tim. Well, just... How's Tim reacting? Tim is just sh so shell shocked. He's like a full grown adult man, and he's like holding on to, to Jim's coat. Nice. <laughs> or, or whatever Jim's wearing. He's like standing half behind Jim, like, gripping your, your, your jacket with two hands. So, so we've got Rook, we got Rook, Jim, Jim's two kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah! <laughs> so we've got Jim the Barbarian stood next to this, like, five foot seven twink who has a, like, flame-wreathed bow, and he is just, like, he has got, like, fingers on the string just ready to pull back and fire. <laughs> I've not let that go yet. True, true. Um, you haven't? <laughs> Dwarf is going to say, I think it's best that we all put our weapons away, eh? He'll, like, put down his, his great hammer. And Olavra will say, Well, I've got far too many weapons to put down, but I surely appreciate the sentiment. They're going to look at Rook, uh... Jim's gonna have his, like, axe, like, like the head of the axe is on the ground, but his hand is still on the handle. 
He's just kind of like holding onto the top of it, kind of like as if it was like a cane. Gotcha. So he he hasn't taken his hand off his weapon, but like it's not in an active fighting position. Colta like sheepishly walk out from behind Axe or uh, behind Jim and have like her axe in her hand and just kind of put it away, like showing everyone what she's doing, and then just step right back. Behind. Not being funny, I'm a bounty hunter. I've been in this situation before. Fine. He puts his weapons down on the ground. He says, "How are you?" And I just like let the firebolt just like fizzle and just like the flames just kind of flicker out briefly and then just dissipate. Alright, so here's what's going to happen. We've got to speak to the king about you all but for the moment you all get state-of-the-art suites for the night. Does that sound acceptable to everyone? We can put the aggression aside and you guys can get some rest. I'm sure it's been a long day. As long as I can stay near my new companions and make sure that nothing happens and while you guys are making your discussions with the king, I would be okay with this arrangement. Perfect. That can happen. And Tim, Tim is just kind of like like slowly pulling out from behind Jim and he's like, I, 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 I'm okay with this as well. <laughs> and then he like goes right back to hiding behind you. Fine. Uh, and Adrian is just going to jump up this rope uh, and climb to the top of it, uh, and the rest will follow. Uh, they'll assist you if you need it climbing up. Uh, Jim, I'm sure you've caught the taught the the rope climb many times. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah like the, the the wizards, they hate doing the rope climb. They always want the rope that has the knots in it. Um, <laughs> But the only thing that we have access to is the, is the one without the knot, so it's harder. You kind of have to, like, fold it in between your feet. I've had to do it many times to demonstrate to the kids how to do it. They never really get it. Really, nobody gets it. But, you know, I can do it, and I always am encouraging of everyone who wants to try. I will give Jim advantage on all athletics <laughs> checks that you would use in, a, in like, a high school gym. <laughs> Woo! So the you free get advantage on the rope climb. Yeah, exactly. Oh, are we rolling for this? Yeah. Well, you to see how climb. cool? Oh, the DC is how... really low. It's like 10. Okay. And I rolled out of the box again. Uh, ooh, okay, athletics? Yeah. Uh, that is a 24. So I'm just imagining Jin like, jumps up, two hands on the rope, just like pulls himself up in one jump. and just. Like, Can I be holding Tim while I do it? Yes. With, with more than a 20. <laughs> Tim, uh, Tim's just like coiled around your like tree trunk of a leg while Jim just I've got like th- effortless, big meaty quads. Climbs <laughs> Jim, Jim is one thick boy. <laughs> He's so thick. He's got a lot of muscles in his ass. This horny on main episode. <laughs> Thick Daddy Jim. <laughs> Thick Daddy Jim. Oh. He's not that kind of dad. <laughs> this this is one long episode of. Hey, audience, are you simping yet? <laughs> hey, guess what, audience? We're hot. <laughs> Except for Kalta. Kalta's just a cute, adorable little baby. I'm just a kid. 
And life is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> please do <laughs> please do not copyright strike us for that. <laughs> I don't line. think they can. It's one line and definitely not in the correct key in any way. <laughs> Jim will be encouraging you guys as you attempt to climb up the rope, being like, You got it, guys. I'm so proud of you. I believe in you. Okay. You can get one one point for anyone who failed a gym, te gym teacher inspiration. <laughs> I got a 12. Uh, you, f you, you kind of struggle up, but it, you're fine. You make it to the top. You can struggle less with Jim's inspiration. I got a nat Woo. 20. <gasps> yeah, I got that! For climbing nice. a rope. clean. So, 24. <clears throat> hey, we both got 24s! Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sick. You really took my teachings to heart. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Jim does it like effortlessly, and then Cult is like, yeah, I can do that, and does it like exactly the same. <laughs> I saw you do it. It makes sense. And just starts to climbing after Jim. A little tear comes down his cheek. He's so proud of you. He's never had a student do this. The wizards don't listen. We got up the rope. <laughs> Climb up the rope uh, and are led down a lot of hallways uh, and into an elevator. An elevator where you can assume someone's pulling a rope. But you are brought up to past many floors, up past ground level. You are brought into this long hallway uh, where there are four uh, regular knights there to greet you with the elite guard, of course. Uh, and they lead you into this hallway that's very nice, high ceilings, windows on both sides of the room, or uh, both sides of the hallway. Uh, and then on each side are four doors of this hallway. All right, take your pick. They're they're all the same. It's, it doesn't really matter. So, uh, are these like twin beds? Can we? Is this like a we all share a room situation? We, you can all have your own room, but it's. I'm I'm sure the beds are big enough to accommodate more than one person. Uh, and and he's going to look at uh, Jim and Rook, and he's like, you you two room together? Yes, no. Shannon is horny on Maine. Jim is not horny on Maine. <laughs> and and Adrian, when he sees the the sort of instant confused uh, discomfort uh, he's going to be like um all right i'm going to see why i was wrong on that one uh yeah just a little bit pal jim is just confusion he does not understand like why this would be uncomfortable he's like i mean like no we, we actually just met each other today but uh if there's enough rooms that we can it's totally cool like he's not he's not like he does not get the romantic implication <laughs> There's like eight I said, rooms, yeah. So it's just like who wants to be next to who is is really the choice. Or if like Jim wants to share a room with Calder or share a room with Tim. Tim's on the room next to Jim. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like Jim and if there's like four per side, Jim and then Calder next to him on one, and then J uh, Tim next to him on the other. Because he he wants to be like a central point <laughs> where anybody can come for him for like. Advice. He thinks Rook can handle himself. Just the other two can't. <laughs> Pretty. Well, one's 16 and one's a wreck. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. It's not unwarranted, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Rook, Rook is literally totally going to. Have to it's literally just going to right angle into the first door on the left. <laughs> uh, Rook, a knight, follows you to your room, uh, and then Adrian and say, Good night to you all. Try to get some rest. You know, don't. 
blow anything up or escape. Um, I, I, I mean leave. Uh, and he'll walk away. <laughs> <laughs> unless any of you... Unless any of you say something. You mean escape. I mean you're not allowed to leave until morning. And then he keeps walking. Uh, and each of you does have a guard in your room. In, in the room? You can interact with them if you like, but they are all knights uh, in armor, and they've got swords. Uh, but they're not, like, holding the sword. It's, like, propped up against the wall. Some of them are, like, reading. Some of them are just kind of nodding off. None of them are really, like, watching you intently. They're just sort of, like, there to make sure you don't jump out the window. I have a deck of cards, so I would just offer to play cards with my guard. Sure. Yeah, uh, the guard, um, you'll... <laughs> the guard, like, in, in their full knight armor, uh, will, like, take off their helmet and, like, sit lotus position <laughs> on the ground with, like, this hand of cards <laughs> in their full suit of armor. That's all I wanted. <laughs> so, uh, I want to do two things. Alright. One is write a letter in code to a certain someone and get the knight to basically send it. Um, yeah. Sure, your knight uh, is sort of a uh, middle-aged woman who looks very tired. Like, tired uh, or bored? A little bit of both. Uh, but once you write the letter, um, I'm assuming like you roll it up or something? Yeah, I'll, I'll like seal it and give it to her. And it's, it's like, if anyone tries to read it, it is written in, it's coded. So it's like, good luck. Gotcha. Um, she's not going to make any attempt to read it. And she's like, who is this going to? Um, Where should I send it? I don't need to know. Just send it to any one associated with the Bounty Hunters Guild. They'll know who to take it to. Alright, seems reasonable enough. Um, and she opens one of the windows, pulls something out of uh, a pocket, blows a whistle. It's like one of those really high-pitched things that you can barely hear, but you do hear it. And then a hawk flies down, lands on her, her gauntlet, and she, she like puts the, the note in its beak and it just kind of like picks it up in its beak and then flies off. I want one. That's cool. I have a question. Yes. Hawk lady, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a MILF? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Shen. I thought I was going to be the one who's going to be horny on maid, but I have been eclipsed. Wow. You have been. <laughs> what? Um, you you introduce a lady knight who has a hawk. That's so sick. Well, all the I gotta have ask. access to the hawks. I'm gonna get seven point five. <laughs> oh damn! Oh goddamn! Get an answer gonna rate. I'm now going to oh, do the, the the other thing I was gonna say is I want to spar with the knight. Yes. <laughs> the rooms are pretty big. I'm going to say you have about as much open space as the room I'm currently in, so like, not a ton, but there's there's room, you know. I have a short sword, I'm fine. Well, I can't really say no, because this is my job, so alright. Oh, actually, change of plan, I'm not going to use my short sword, I'm going to use my longbow and just flick the blades out at the end. Nice! I, I really wanted to see this in action. She, she gives you a quizzical look, uh, but she, yeah, she takes her longsword... Um, let me pull up night stats I didn't think I'd be needing. <laughs> well, you also didn't think you'd need to rate how much of a milk Expect the unexpected. All I'm seeing right now for this night is the aunt from Dragon Prince. 
Yes. With yes. The, the yeah. deaf aunt that with the. Oh yeah. my god! I'm yeah. such yeah, the, a yeah. simp. The absolute like, Lord of the Lesbians. <laughs> Precisely. Yes. Throw me initiative, and then I'll circle back to you. Cool. If I can. I mean. We don't have to play it out, it's literally just like a sparring match, it's not even trying to do damage, it's just like to pass okay. the time. Okay, cool. Uh, you're not gonna sleep? I mean, I will at some point, but it's a case of like, I'm bored. <laughs> okay, yeah, in that case, uh, no initiative, uh, per se, if you wanna roll me like a check for who- You know, actually, let's roll one contesting damage attack against each other, uh, okay. and, and whoever hits for more damage wins. That is a, t a tidy little 24. Uh, armor, that hits. What's Rook's armor class? Uh, 17, can my mage armor still up? Rook wins. Is, like, like how do you win? Like, do you, like, pin her to the ground? <laughs> Shannon's just like, who's on top? Oh, no, no, it's, it's <laughs> like, the way Rook fights is more evasive than it is aggressive, so it's a case of just, like, Waiting for her to just wear herself down with like heavy strikes and then just pivots the, the longbow around and just sort of like just has it just to the side of her neck. So it's like yes. if she were to move, she's dead. And then just like a nice one, high five. Best two or yeah, three. She, she'll at the end of it, she'll like laugh a bit and shake your hand and say, You're very good at this. You're not too bad yourself. Thank you. She kind of pulls out a book. Uh, and then eventually, I'm sure you go to sleep. Uh, mm -hmm. Would anyone else like to interact with their guards? Uh, this isn't really like an interaction with the guy, but uh, Jim is just gonna like, he's just gonna say like, I don't plan on doing anything. So uh, I guess I don't know how on your guard you have to be. I hope you have a good night. He just he's just gonna like uh, clean off his axe and then just go to bed. It's a very chill guy, very night, chill you. barbarian. <laughs> Good night to you as well. As our heroes go to sleep, we end the night uh, with them all resting, probably peacefully, in the castle, watched over by seemingly benevolent guards. What awaits them in the morning? Stay tuned next time for Jace makes face expressions that I can't convey on the audio, which I'm getting a look right now. It's just, uh, just like the, the facial expression is press X to doubt when you say seemingly. Yep. <laughs> I'm the DM, I gotta keep it vague. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Dicey Encounters. I'd like to apologize for the hiatus, which was due to personal reasons of our group. But we are back to a regular uploading schedule, and you can expect another episode the week after next. All the music in this episode was created by yours truly, and our logo was created by Maddie Games on Twitter. Check us out on our Twitter at Encounters Dicey or everywhere else at Dicey Encounters Pod. You can also shoot us an email at DiceyEncountersPod at gmail.com if you have anything you'd like to say to us. As always, thank you to Anchor, which is the free service that allows us to put these episodes out to you at no cost to ourselves. And if you'd like to make your own podcast, you can go and do that using Anchor as well. The best possible thing you can do to help the show is leave us a review. So if you'd like to hear more of us in the future, please, please, please go do that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time for another Dicey Encounter.